Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Salisa Kalakal. Today is Friday, December 29. Coming up, as Kansas City's most prolific rap artist, Tech 9 knows it's his responsibility to spread the word about the hometown hip-hop scene. What people get wrong about KC hip-hop is that it's non-existent, and it's so existent. Meet the artists and producers who put Kansas City on the map through 50 years of hip-hop. But first, some headlines. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, the Springfield woman who recruited an online boyfriend to kill her mother after years of abuse, was released from a Chillicothe prison Thursday. Here's KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was granted parole after serving seven of ten years of her sentence. Her mother, Claudine Blanchard, had Munchausen syndrome by proxy, a psychological disorder in which caregivers seek sympathy by exaggerating or making up illnesses for their children. Claudine convinced doctors and others that Gypsy had the mind of a child and terminal illnesses like leukemia, none of which was true. Gypsy's boyfriend at the time, Nicholas Godijan, is still serving a life sentence for Claudine's 2015 murder. At the time, Gypsy testified that she wanted to be free from her mother, but recently expressed regrets in an interview with People magazine. Kansas City could see more traffic fatalities in 2023 than it has in decades. KCUR's Frank Morris reports that's despite traffic deaths dropping nationwide. As of Thursday morning, car crashes killed 101 people this year in Kansas City. That's too shy of the death toll in 2020. You have to go back several decades to find a worse year. The all-time record was 140 in 1979. Police blame the rise on distracted driving, more drinking and drug use, higher speeds, and people not using seatbelts. Meanwhile, the KCPD's Traffic Control Division has shrunk to less than half the size it was four years ago. Kansas City's numbers buck a trend, and not in a good way. Across the country this year, traffic deaths are expected to drop by several thousand. Rent continues to rise across the Midwest going into 2024, even though it has steadily slowed across the rest of the country. The Midwest Newsroom's Kayvon Mansuri reports. Data analysis from Realtor.com shows the Midwest region saw the highest growth in median rent nationwide over the past six months. The median rent for a two-bedroom apartment among cities St. Louis, Kansas City, Omaha, and Des Moines is $1,345, according to the site. High mortgage rates, demand for housing, and the region's affordability are all part of the cause. Hannah Jones is an analyst with Realtor.com. When the supply is limited and the demand is high, that means the prices are going to continue to accelerate. Jones says Midwestern tenants may see a slight drop in rent in 2024 as production of new housing construction completes. We'll be right back. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. When hip-hop first hit Kansas City, the impact was immediate. 
The new sound took over record stores, high schools, and underground dance parties. As America celebrates 50 years of the art form, KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV took a deep dive on how hip-hop gave the city some of its most legendary musicians. Hip-hop in Kansas City uh, it really came up on the east side, which has historically been impoverished. Uh, you could find the early influences of hip-hop at places like Swell Park. Many high schools like Lincoln, Purcell, and Westport had parties. There were spots littered up and down and around Prospect Avenue from Independence Avenue to Gregory Boulevard where you could find the new sound as well. But hip-hop, it was like coming here and mostly kicked off in the mid-80s. One of the people I talked to about this was Sean Edwards, who is a former hip-hop magazine writer. One of the things that made hip-hop popular in the 80s that really introduced the culture to the majority of the people were the movies. Sorry, man, auditions are over today, all right? You gotta come back. Because you had a string of movies that came along that could actually show you what this culture looked like. You had movies like Breaking One and Breaking Two, and you had a movie like Crush Group. When you, when you get a chance to go into a movie theater and the lights go off and you're staring at this huge, you know, however big the movie screen is, and you get a chance to see the culture and absorb the culture. Another person who talked to me about this was Walter Edwin Jr., who was a teenager when hip-hop first reached Kansas City. That's my first experience as a hip-hop. Like watching Beat Street different movies of how they doing it and then we was doing the same thing. Everybody put your hands together like this. Come on. These days, you might know him as KC rapper and entrepreneur, The Popper. He said the exposure to the culture through film had his entire neighborhood emulating and adding their own Midwestern spin to everything they saw. It was like hip hop was like a way of life. I just looked at them and they looked cool. That was the voice of Marcel Good. He was also a teen back then, and he told me this, this nut story about begging his grandfather for money to get into a theater to see one of these early hip-hop films. But there was pushback because his grandfather couldn't believe it cost a whole two bucks to see a movie during that period. And I'm like, I'll cut the grass. I'll do whatever for it. And I went and I saw that and I was like, that's that kind of music. Tons of other promoters recognized the power of hip-hop at this time, throwing parties at dance halls, skating rinks, and local high schools. And things really took off when Kansas City's oldest black high school got involved. It was Lincoln High School that really put hip-hop on the map here. Hip-hop was a thing where you had to go out to hear it. This is Sean Edwards again. There was a guy who uh, would throw parties in the Lincoln High School gym every Friday and Saturday night. And that was one of the only places you could really hear hip hop. One of those things where everybody came up to Lincoln. Lincoln was like whatever the bowling alley or the roller skate rink was of the other day, that was the hip hop party. We might have been like the epicenter. These moments in the early years of hip-hop in Kansas City were idyllic and pure. DJs were, were spinning it on vinyl all night long. It was wild because it'd be a mix of high school students and young adults. But, you know, it predated the, the crack era. So there was no violence, no fights, 
No yelling, no fussing. Just about everybody told me that in order to have these parties, they had to keep the violence out. Um, and if an altercation broke out, the party would be a shutdown immediately. It helped cultivate another prominent component of the early hip-hop scene in Kansas City, the dancing. And you, you had all these b-boys that did break dancing. It became a thing where, you know, people began competing, people began identifying themselves with the way they move. Kansas City is known for dancing. One of the best dancers in Kansas City at that time was Richard Swoop White Bear. He came out of the dance scene with his group, the Imperial Preps, and they went on to dance with MC Hammer. You know, the Imperial Preps were just were amazing, and they became famous. Dance also drew another KC legend to hip-hop. If it wasn't for breakdancing, pop-locking, and prepping and everything, Technon wouldn't be here, man. Look at them copping me, trying to get top of the boss with a lot of mediocrity. Stalking the properties, want to get off of my monopoly. Tell me who is the one they call Socrates. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what boosted me to want to do music. Everybody knows Tech Nine. Like, his name is, it rings bells everywhere. But Tech Nine would be the first to say that his sound is, in part, the product of two up and coming producers in the 90s. Yo, it's Mr. <laughs> Tech Nine. Don Juan. Yeah. Don Juan from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? DJ Icy Rock. You know what I'm saying? That that core Tech Nine went all over the world, you know? In August, Kansas City came together to celebrate its hip hop heroes at the historic Gym Theater on 18th and Vine. The packed two and a half hour show featured performances from many of the people we've been talking about. The Popper performed, Tech Nine performed, DJ Fresh put on a masterful DJ set. It was spitters, and they came out, you know, they came out gunning. That's Phantom of the Beat, who worked on production for the show. See these fire-spitting artists over a, a track that I did, you know what I mean, for Hip Hop's 50th, that, you can't explain that feeling, you know what I'm saying? As a lifelong hip hop head, honestly, it was a real sight to see. Tech was there too. I had no idea that it was gonna be such a wonderful time and such a family reunion. Real hip hop spitters, man, you know? And they ain't, they ain't the only ones, man, there's so many more. What people get wrong about KC hip hop is that it's non-existent and it's so existent. If you could describe the KC hip hop scene in one word, what would it be? Eclectic. It's, to it's too many different things, too many different types of styles to say one type of style is KC, is multifaceted. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Lawrence Brooks IV. For a fuller history of hip-hop in Kansas City, check out the latest episode of A People's History of Kansas City at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Salisa Kalakul. This show is produced by Anna Schmidt and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show, leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners. Thanks for listening. We're off for New Year's Day, but we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>